I was thinking back to all the moments of pure exhilaration I've known when I've been with companies who do capture people's minds and hearts with their purpose. I distinctly recall, and I remember him saying to me one day, damn it, and he slammed his fist on a conference table. He said, we cure people and save their lives. What in the hell could be more important than that? Episode 207, the six things most leaders don't do well and how to nail them. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. With more than 2 million listens and downloads and growing every week, this is The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today best-selling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, and reinvention, Jason Always fantastic to be with you. And uh, equally fantastic to be with you. So let's see. Before we get started, you said you wanted to give an update on the last episode. Okay. Um, so a couple of episodes ago, uh, I mentioned a decision I made when I was in Toronto at the first part of July 2019 to uh, follow in the steps of uh, Dr. Uh, Marshall Goldsmith and give all my knowledge away. And uh, we're not sure exactly what that's going to entail, but it's probably going to be several days studying together someplace. It's going to be lots of follow-up. It's going to be free. Uh, I'm going to give it away and uh, you'll end up becoming Jason Jennings certified, authorized to speak on my behalf, uh, do your own podcast, do paid speeches, uh, consult, coach, uh, do whatever you want to do with this certification. It's going to be intensive. At the end of our training together, you will end up knowing everything that I have learned from my research into more than 220,000 companies around the world, the greatest companies around the world, and a lifelong of coaching and consulting and teaching all around the world. You know it all. And all I ask right now is we're still kind of figuring out when we're going to start this and how it's going to go, but send me an email of, of interest and, and I'll communicate back with you. I'm imagining, um, and I've heard from lots of people, but I'm imagining a hand-selected list of 20 to 30 people uh, who will be involved in this endeavor. I, I, I don't want to have hundreds or many hundreds. I, I really would prefer to work with a small number of 20 to 30 or possibly as, as many as 40. So if this is something that, uh, uh, that you have some interest in, uh, send me an email at jason at jason-jennings.com and uh, tell me why you might be interested in this or what you might do with this or what you would hope to get out of something like this. And then we're going to whittle this list down to a, a short list of very serious people. And uh, I'm hoping in the next month or so, we'll be able to announce a schedule. So uh, I'd like to hear from anybody who's very interested. You are making some progress on this. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying with uh, a very intense schedule like you, uh, Dale. And yeah, it's something that I have a passion about and it's something I want to have happen. So, uh, so we'll see. So I, I would just love people to give me an indication of interest. So the email address, jason at jason-jennings.com. Yep. And really what you're looking for right now is just 
a why statement. Why yeah, tell, you would want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Tell me who you are and why this would interest you. And I, I mean, I will get back to everybody. I'm not going to dismiss anybody out of hand and say, oh, oh he's not the one or she's not the one. I would never. Uh, that's not the way I operate. So I'll be in communication with everybody who gives an indication of interest. Fantastic. Okay. So our topic today, six rules for becoming a world-class leader. Where's the motivation for this one coming from? <laughs> uh, one, one could say, and I'll, 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 this will be a little bit of self-deprecating humor. One could say desperation. Um, I, you know, this is our 207th podcast. And uh, about four or five hours ago, when I turned myself to what are we going to talk about today, I was sitting here going through my eight past books and thinking, no, we've talked about that. Well, we could talk about that with a new spin on it. And then I thought, wait a minute, your work of the last several days, I mean, is what you need to be talking about. So let me begin by saying uh, this podcast is not just for CEOs. It's not just for business owners. Uh, it's for anyone who, who aspires to leading at any point in their life. And I promise you there'll be something very good here for you. So next week, uh, I'm going to be with the 50 top leaders of one of the world's largest companies. Obviously, I'm not going to identify them, but suffice to say that they would be one of the top 20 Fortune 500 companies. Uh, it is a very big company and from outward appearances, a very successful company. And for those who listen regularly, they know that before I agree to do a speech, I insist on that 60 to 90 minute discovery conversation with the CEO. And then I have 12 other conversations with people within the company. And uh, so I completed those uh, just, I, I cleaned up the last couple yesterday. I occupied a, a good part of the latter part of last week for me. And uh, so uh, the questions I ask are obviously, uh, tell me what you do, tell me what you own, tell me what you're responsible for, make me understand it as an outsider. And then secondly, tell me your story, where are you from, how did you get to where you are? And I just like to sit back and say, uh-huh, and then, and then, and then, because I love people's stories. Uh, you've heard me say it a million times. Every time somebody tells me their story, I'm a richer man for having heard it. And, uh, and then I ask, what's keeping you awake at night? What are the challenges? What are the issues? Well, for some reason, I did something a little different with this series of telephone conversations. Uh, I said, um, let me ask you one final question after I'd done all of those things. I said, what are you not particularly doing well with as an organization? Now, I softened it a little because I didn't say, what are you not doing well? I said, what are the things that you're not doing particularly well as an organization? Well, I can't begin to tell you how many people said uh, this is going to be confidential, right? And I said, well, of course. Uh, I can't begin to tell you how many times I heard, well, let me close my door or get to a little bit of privacy here. And now remember, one of the top 20 companies in the world. I was gratified for their honesty, and I was humbled by their openness. So I'm going to tell you what the 12 top leaders of one of the preeminent companies in the world believe that they don't do particularly well. And then I'm going to explain how you can very easily solve this problem. Uh, it is really an easy fix. Uh, it'll, it'll take some adjustments. Uh, it'll take like a paradigm shift. Um, it'll be allowing your head to meet your heart, but it's not really complicated to fix the things they told me about. So are you, are you set to hear them? I'm absolutely. Okay. Well, a number of them said, so of the 12, uh, at least three or four brought up the subject of, 
You know, one of the things that we don't do well here, we employ hundreds of thousands of people, but we've not done a very good job of capturing people's minds and hearts with our purpose. They said, we have a purpose. It's one of the reasons we hired you, but we don't really do anything with it. We've certainly not captured people's minds and hearts with our purpose. And as I was sitting here making a note, that that would be one of the things I would be talking about today. I was thinking back to all the moments of pure exhilaration I've known when I've been with companies who do capture people's minds and hearts with their purpose. I distinctly recall, uh, and I'm not going to mention his name without his permission, but he's in the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, He's somebody I love. And I remember him saying to me one day, damn it. And he slammed his fist on a conference table. He said, we cure people and save their lives. What in the hell could be more important than that? And everybody in this organization should not sleep until they know what we do. We cure people and save their lives. And I think uh, he's one of the great leaders of all time. So uh, so a number of these top leaders, one of, the, one of these top companies in the world, said they have failed to capture people's minds and hearts with their purpose. Number two, uh, this came up a number of times too. Um, they told me that they were unsure that everybody knows what the strategy for the company is and their role. And I remember now, after 207 episodes, I can actually remember the conversation we had where I told you this story uh, about being in Canada with one of the biggest banks in Canada, and I was going to be their closing keynoter. And before me, and as I start telling the story, you'll probably remember, when I got there at noon uh, to start shaking hands and just seeing the room where I was going to be speaking, I knew they were going to be celebrating something very big uh, because I could see the the net bags or the nets up there filled with balloons. So they were going to have some kind of a balloon drop. So I knew something special would be happening. And uh, sure enough, uh, the person before me who spoke was their uh, head of talent or head of HR. And she was there to report on the most recent employee engagement scores. And when she announced that the bank had achieved 93% employee engagement, uh, predictably, the nets came away, the balloons dropped, people came in with uh, uh, glasses of champagne for everybody. And there were several hundred people in the room, and everybody was clapping and patting themselves in the back. And and I was going along for the moment. I thought, you know, I think 93 or 94 or 95% employee engagement, whatever number they had, I mean, is, 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 is a great accomplishment if you could achieve that. So once everything had subdued a little bit, she said, now, that doesn't mean we're we were perfect. There's a few little areas that we have to work on. She said, one of them is our strategy. She said, unfortunately, only 6% of all the respondents to the surveys said they knew what our strategy was. 6%. And I'm going, now I have just fallen down a rabbit's hole. I am, I'm living in a different world here. What the hell is she talking about? We have 93% Uh, employee engagement, but only 6% know what the strategy of the bank is. And so I I remember I I was like a stunned mullet. I thought, well, if they're engaged, but they don't know what the strategy is, what are they engaged in doing? I mean, engaged in coming and hanging out with their friends? I mean, engaged in saying they work for this big bank? I mean, engaged with going out to lunch with their cronies at work? What the hell are you doing? And what are you engaged in? I mean, if you don't know what the strategy of the firm is. However, so in the last few days, I've heard it again. Uh, We're not sure that everybody knows what the strategy is and what their role is in the strategy. Number three, 
they said, we're not sure that everyone knows and buys into the specific goals and objectives. In fact, one of them said, you know, the top six people in the company have areas of responsibility. But he said, beyond that, I mean, people are not measured by the achievement of their goals and objectives. He said, we're very, very weak on that front. So that tells you that they, this as a company, they've had pretty damn easy coasting. I mean, if they have not had to move down the line having specific goals and objectives. Uh, a number of them told me during our private and confidential conversations, we do a lousy job of having alignment. Uh, and they said, if you could help us come up with some way to keep everyone shooting at the same target. And, and, and the problem with alignment is this. Just when you think align, just when you think you have alignment and everybody headed in the same direction, marching to the same tune, shooting at the same target, just when you think you have it, you don't. And the reason you don't is because people have a lot of other stuff going on in their lives. They've got families. They've got a fight with a husband, wife, or a partner. They've got kids, kids who are disappointing them, kids who are struggling in school. They got a lot of stuff to get done on the job. I mean, probably the last thing they ever think about is are they in alignment with everybody else in the organization? Number five, um, uh, I remember uh, one of the people I was interviewing said, he said, you know, we've done well. He said, but we have had a few failures. And he said, uh, what we have not done is we didn't fail fast enough. Uh, we tried to keep these things alive far too long and they cost us a lot of money. And uh, he said, we've never talked about what lessons we learned from failure. We've never talked about the lessons we've learned from failure, and therefore we are doomed to repeat that again. And then uh, finally, I, uh, I heard from a number of them that uh, uh, one, one guy said, uh, how did he say it? He said uh, what he loved about the early part of his career was all of his contact with customers. And he said, I probably haven't talked to a customer for years. And he said, we do a lousy job of staying in touch with our customers. Well, you know, Dale, those are, those are, those are six pretty big things. Uh, they sound like six big tasks, capturing people's hearts and minds, making sure that everybody knows the strategy and their role, making sure that everybody knows their specific goals and objectives, keeping everybody shooting at the same target. Uh, building a company that fails fast, and then you figure out the lessons you learned from uh, what didn't work, and then staying close to the customers. Sounds almost like a Herculean task. So how do you nail these six things? Well, uh, it requires uh, a change in priorities, uh, but it's actually, I, I, I think, pretty easy. What you have, and and what as I sit here recalling, all the incredible companies I have written about in my books and all the incredible leaders I have been blessed uh, to watch practice the fine art of leadership, uh, I know how they handled these six things, and it's very simple. For each of the six things, they have built a story. And it might be a 30-second story, it might be a 60-second story, it might be a minute-and-a-half story. But... Uh, if, if you want to capture people's hearts and minds with, with your organizational purpose, well, if you're the CEO or if you're a leader in the organization and you can't come up with a compelling story about your purpose that keeps people on the edge of their seats and wants them to jump up and say, yes, count me in. I'll do anything for this. 
Well, if you can't, if you can't create a story uh, about that, one that stays with people, vividly lives with people for the rest of time, then you're probably not qualified uh, to lead. Uh, ditto. Uh, having a story about what the strategy is and everybody's role in the strategy and having, uh, you know, one-on-one sessions with everybody in the organization so that everybody knows what's expected of them and, and how vital their contribution is to the achievement of the strategy. Having, I mean, specific goals and objectives for everybody in the organization. I mean, if you're in an organization where people don't have specific goals and objectives and then are empowered with resources to carry them out, I mean, how does anything get done? I mean, is it just existence? Um, number one, keeping everybody shooting at the same target. Uh, this this whole thing about alignment. I hear about alignment almost every day of my life in my conversations with uh, with companies that I'm going to be involved in working for. Uh, failing fast. I wrote about it in one of my uh, books. And making a lot of small bets. Fail fast. Figure out what the lessons are learned. And build a narrative about the lessons that you've learned. And then staying close to the customer. Uh, you know the number, Dale. Uh, great Great leaders spend 50% of their time with customers. Uh, that's how they keep their finger on the, on the pulse of what's going on. Now, in fact, those are about the only things that any leader is supposed to do. Those six things. So if they're not doing them right now, what the hell are they doing? And I can tell you what they're doing. Uh, they're engaging the trappings of their office. They're engaging the prestige. They're amazed at the fact that they get to spend all this time in high-leveled, high-powered meetings with the people they placed around them, and they get to talk about things like strategy. What in the heck is there to talk about strategy when you've got a strategy in place? I mean, there, there's no need to constantly talk about the strategy. Perform the strategy. Achieve the strategic objective. And so... These are only these are about the only things that are required to do. If you've got somebody very good handling the money, somebody very good handling the talent, you don't need to involve yourself in those processes other than being in, in close consultation with them. I mean, so the only six things you need to be doing are the six things I've talked about that the leaders from this company have told me that they're not doing a very good job of. And if you do them and do them all the time, and on that, I mean a daily basis, a leader needs to be talking about Purpose every day, strategy every day, goals and objectives every day, alignment every day, what we've learned in the past every day, and the importance of customers. So how many times a day should a leader be talking about those things? Nonstop. 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 Those are the only six important things anybody needs to talk about. Nonstop. You should be telling those six stories. If you do, it'll create the culture you want. It'll grow. You'll grow and you'll hit your numbers. You'll become a boss or leader for, for whom everyone wants to work. And everybody will be happy and have fun and, uh, and everything will just be hunky-dory. Hmm. And, so, and so I know I make it sound so simple, but it is that simple. It's acknowledging the vital importance of these six things and saying, these are the six things that I need to do. In fact, they're about the only six things that I need to be doing. And I'm probably doing a lot of stuff that I don't need to be doing. And why am I doing it? I think the answer you'll come up with, if you're, if, if you're truthful with yourself, is because it makes you feel very important. Simple. The six things are simple, but I would... Anything worthwhile is difficult. So it's difficult to do those six things. Yep. 
Yeah, simple and straightforward. And I have a feeling that a lot of people listening are creating that that checklist in their head of of you know capturing people's minds and hearts, making sure that everybody knows the strategy, making sure everyone knows and buys into their specific goals and objective, keeping everybody shooting at the same target, failing fast, figuring out the lessons, moving forward, and staying close to the customers. That six point list and thinking, ooh. I might not even be doing one of those right. as a leader. So I think it's more common not to be doing it than to be doing it. Right. But it's so important. And so, and so how do you start? It's like a line from one of my books. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So take those six things, capturing people's hearts and minds. Look, it's just science. It's common sense. Unfortunately, the most common thing about common sense is how uncommon common sense is that who wouldn't want to be a leader who has captured people's minds and hearts? Well, you're not going to capture people's minds and hearts with your magnetic personality. Those are dangerous organizations. Those are actually cults. You're, you're, you're going to capture people's minds and hearts with a purpose. So go to work on that first, but then talk about purpose 50 times a day. Let purpose be part of every conversation. Nail that one. All right. Then go to work on number two. Uh, these are the six things that ha- I, I don't know what else you need to be doing. If everybody else is doing their job, I mean, you don't really need to talk to the CFO or the chief financial officer or the bookkeeper, depending on the size of your organization, uh, you know, every single day. Every single day, unless you're in desperate straits. Um, uh, I mean, you just don't need to be doing those things. So do I love some- the and I love the idea of having a specific story for each of the six. That just that cements it and makes it real. And you know what? I thought about this too. Uh, I can lay it in your lap, but I'm not going to do it for them. Everybody has to come up with their own. 30, 60, or 90 second story about purpose, their own 30, 60, or 90 second story about strategy, their own 30, 60, 90 second story about goals and objectives or questions to ask. Everybody has to come up with their 30 second, 60 second, or 90 second story about the importance of alignment, about the importance of failing fast and learning lessons and of staying close to the customer. Everybody's got to come up with those stories themselves because they have to be their stories. I, I can't give them the story, but they have to be able to speak with the fervor of the man who said, damn it, we cure people and save lives. What the heck else does anybody need to know? And you know what? Every company is doing something that important. Every company is doing something that important. They really are. I mean, they just have to search for it. I mean, I, I don't know why I always resort to this example. I've probably used this one with you many times. But, you know, let's say you've got a steakhouse or let's say you've got a restaurant. I mean, you know, my message every day would be, listen, people have busy, crazy, busy lives, lots of worries, lots of stuff going on. You know what we're going to be? We're going to be the friendliest oasis they've ever visited in their life. We're going to show them an incredible time. We're going to give them incredible food. We're going to let them, I mean, let the worries of their life go for a little while. And if you want to join me on this, this is not just serving food. This is therapy. This is fun. And and what we're doing here is positively impacting lives. Well, if you can't come up with the story about what your company does or what your department does, that is that compelling, then get get another job. Get another job. (laughs) 
get another job. A requirement, a requirement of the leader is to capture people's hearts and minds, and you do it with stories. Okay, it's that simple. It difficult, is, but that it, simple. It is that difficult, and it is that simple. Start someplace. Uh, take one bite of the elephant, and then eat some more. Any final words for us? Uh, yeah. So now I, so for a long time, I didn't know that you can always ask that question because you didn't always ask it. But uh, now I know you always ask that question. And so I always think about it a little bit. And I, I, I had to go online to search down the exact quote. I, I knew the quote and I knew the man. It's Alexander the Great. And, uh, but I wanted to make sure I had the wording exactly right. And he said, uh, I am not afraid of an army of lions led by a sheep, but I am afraid of an army of sheep led by a lion. <laughs> doesn't that say a lot that says a lot especially when that uh that lion is nailing it and executing on all six of those areas that's, you got it uh, you got it buddy you got it that's a lit up group right there that could just about do anything so all right with that i will encourage you one more time if you would like to be considered to learn what jason jason knows and put it into action Uh, He's going to put a group together, a rather small group, about 20 people, but he needs to know your why. And the email address is jason at jason-jennings.com. Jason at jason-jennings.com, the email address. Jason would love to hear from you. While you're online, be sure and subscribe to this podcast. It's easy to do. Jason-Jennings.com slash iTunes, or you can subscribe in your favorite podcast player. And while you're there, if you would rate and review this podcast, hopefully we've earned five stars from you and uh, drop a few lines in there as how this podcast makes you a better leader in your work day in and day out. This is the Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. You've been listening to the Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.